It's Monday, three things I think you need to know because it's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNSDA AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. One, Senator McCain passed away on Saturday. Uh, his body will uh, lie in state in the Phoenix Capitol Wednesday, D.C. Friday, funeral Saturday. Trump getting ripped by the media for apparently not doing enough. We'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, Wall Street Journal NBC poll came out. Trump's got 90% support from Republicans. And they're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Because nobody cares about this Cohen and Manafort crap. Anyway, uh, NBC also, uh, overall support was 46%. So they said, hang on, let's let's do it right after the Cohen Manafort stuff. Overall, it dropped to just 44%, which is what Obama's was. Whoops. Yeah, it doesn't fit the narrative, though, huh? Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, there might be a, a trade deal. They keep calling it NAFTA. and It's on NAFTA. Might be a trade deal with Mexico done by today. We have to keep an eye on that. Might be done. if That'd be huge. That would be huge. Three things I think you need to know. So um, it was extremely fast what happened with Senator McCain. Uh, Friday, the breaking news happened during the show that, um, right, it happened during the show that he was no longer going to take uh, any kind of precautions medically. And the next thing you know, Saturday, uh, he passes away. Saturday, uh, 4.28 p.m., I believe it was. Um, and, uh, I get it. I get the fact that you probably do not like Senator McCain because of his policies and everything else. And, and I, I get about it. I, I get it. I get it. Um, uh, however, you know, listen, you know that I'm not a fan of Senator McCain's policies, right? And even some of the things Senator McCain says, uh, I do, I do honor the fact that he was a prisoner of war for five years. Listen, don't tell me, well, he, this, don't tell me that. Uh, he stuck at, he went through crap that, my God, I can't even imagine. Um, you know that, I know that. And we separate the, uh, the war hero, Senator McCain, and the Senator, Senator McCain. Um, now, he, I feel bad for his, his wife, his kids, his grandkids. I've, they lost somebody. It's normal. Now, we're going to be honest on this show. That's what we are, is honest. Uh, it's not rude. It's not everything else. We're not going to be like the rest of the media, though which is the biggest bunch of phonies I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, they loved McCain until he ran against Obama. And then they made McCain out to be this guy that's too old, too frail, racist, Islamophobe, blah, blah, blah. They, they ripped the guy 95 ways from Sunday, and he was shell-shocked by that. He, you, know, you, you people liked me. What are you doing to me? You people liked me, right? You liked me. Well, um, it is so stinking phony. Seeing what's going on, whether it's uh, the media, other members of Congress, celebrities, all of a sudden all saying this stuff. And I'm not fake. Again, I feel bad for his family. Um, When you lose someone, it sucks. It sucks. We're all Americans. It sucks. Hell yeah, we could have a a lot of issues with everything that McCain has done and said and everything like that. Uh, And they are, are they... Making them out to be a lot rosier? Are they are they altering reality? Yes, of course they are. Of course they are. We'll get to that. And if there's nothing that's too soon, it's not too soon. I'm sorry. How long is the? How, how long do you have to wait before you can actually make a comment? I'm just curious about that because I don't think there actually is any kind of rule. So anyway, um, I also am just disgusted with the media. 
making a big deal about what uh, Donald Trump did. Because Donald Trump tweeted that uh, he sends condolences out to the McCain family. Not enough! Yeah, I know, it's never enough. How could you do that? You this, you that, you blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm sorry. Are you surprised? Maybe you didn't live on this planet and realize these two guys couldn't stand each other? So wait a second. The media is upset that Trump didn't put out this whole giant press release where he just gobbed praise all over John McCain, just heaped it up there. Oh, yeah. So he'd be just as phony as well. So you're mad as hell that, that Trump didn't do enough, but the media literally celebrates the fact that John McCain said, I don't want Trump at my funeral at all. So the guy goes out of his way to right. say, I'd rather have Obama speak at my funeral than President Trump. And that's okay. Well, that's his choice. Well, this was Trump's choice. No, he's New- a yeah. bigger man. Newsflash. These two guys didn't like each other. I'm sorry. Why did why does everybody have to like everybody? They don't have I know I know the left does like to believe everyone should like everybody. They try to mandate that. If they could make it law, they would. And they would they they would love you. They want to make you like everybody. Except if they don't like you, then they want to make you change the way you think. So then you have to so then you'd like they'd like you. That's what it comes down to. Uh what there's no reason why Donald Trump would have to put out this glorious statement about John McCain. He didn't like the stuff that he did. Newsflash. No, and like people are afraid to say that. What are you afraid of? Being labeled mean? It's the truth. It's not mean. Told you the truth hurts, man. Yeah, it may, maybe it, I don't want to hurt you and this thing. Get out of here. This is insane to me. So, uh, just the fact that, you know, they're mad. Oh, Trump waited. You know, he golfed 17 hours, a story in the Daily Mail. He golfed 17 hours after McCain's death. He didn't put out a good enough statement. Uh, Obama was literally playing golf when he made the comment about uh, James Foley getting his head cut off by ISIS. Right? They just walked right on the golf course. Yep, yeah, yeah, this is terrible. Now I got to go tee off. Um, they do what they do. It is what it is. They didn't like each other. No crap. Uh, I don't even think Senator McCain would want Trump to say anything nice about him. They didn't like each other. And it's okay. Only in this bastion of everybody gets a gold medal, a trophy, a first place ribbon, blah, blah, blah. And again, everybody must sit with each other and we have, must have one of everyone and we all like each other and all this other stuff and the be kind. And you want to become fine, be kind. But nobody should tell you to be kind. If you don't like somebody, it's okay. Not everybody's going to get along. There are people that don't like me. I know it might shock you. Some people don't like me. Ooh, and life goes on. That's what happens. I mean, some of the stuff that is being said is unbelievable. Um, let's play. You know what? Let's do number 150. Because, again, you have issues with John McCain. And it, it takes nothing away from feeling sorry for his family, thanking the guy for his service. Uh, I mean, he chose to run for Senate a whole bunch of times. He chose to be in D.C. He sacrificed. Again, no, he, he chose to. You know, he sacrificed when he, uh, you know, he signed up to go to go to war. And he was in a uh, the Hanoi Hilton and he chose to stay there. That's unbelievable. You can't deny that. That's unbelievable. Was Trump wrong with what he said? Yes, of course, Trump was wrong. But let me just tell you again, McCain remained political as hell through Twitter, releasing statements, you name it. 
Uh, the only time he actually said good things about the president was when the president uh, decided to fire off missiles at Syria. Other than that, there was nothing. There was no congratulations to the president on uh, on on getting uh, unemployment so low, the economy uh, churning the way it is. There's nothing, nothing that way. Zero. The media go after McCain on that? Of course not. It's a bunch of crap. Absolute bunch of crap. Really quick, I want you to hear uh, Joe Scarborough from this morning. Uh, here we go. Listen to this. When push came to shove, though, you know, especially after uh, 2017 and Donald Trump getting elected, McCain was the one voice that, uh, that uh, everybody knew would continue to talk straight no matter what. He- doesn't Donald Trump do the same thing? That well, no, no, because I'm, I'm not saying this. Okay, Trump actually does talk straight when he says, "I want to build the wall. I want to do this. I want to do this." He actually does it. Uh, this whole idea about this straight talk express and everything else—he, it wasn't straight talk when he said, "I want to get rid of Obamacare." It wasn't straight talk when he said he wanted to build the dang fence. Give me a, that's where I'm like, all right, enough. Don't lie. Don't insult my intelligence, right? Don't insult me. Just stop it. Don't insult my intelligence. I don't want to deal with that right now. I don't want to deal with that. Um, and I don't think, by the way, me saying this is wrong. It's a fact. It's an, it's a hundred percent fact. That's it. You can't argue with it. You could comment if you'd like good, bad, indifferent. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I have some more sound bites we need to get to. Um, I'll tell you about the Kelly Ward event. I was on Fox News also on Saturday. It was a busy Saturday for me. Um, Newt Gingrich is coming up at 810 this morning uh, to talk about the Arizona Senate race. He likes one candidate more than the others. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll get to that as well. Don't go anywhere. Back in five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. KNST has your shot at a trip to Our I Hill Radio Music Festival. Text the keyword Vegas to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus I Heart Radio info, standard data, and message rate supply. That's Vegas to 200-200. 629. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Tomorrow night, I'll be at Mr. On's a special beer club for men meeting. Primary night, 6 to 8 I'll be there. 6 to 8, 6 to 8, Mr. Ons, tomorrow night. Put in your mental calendar, which you'll forget about, so I'll remind you again. I'll be like your radio wife. I know that's what, and I don't want to be that Stop way. Stop nagging me. I know, I know. But I'm a man. I know we forget things all the time, purposefully. 76 out now, 98 mostly sunny today. Uh, looks like the rain is not happening. It's not on the docket for at least the next uh, nine days or so, which, which is nice, right? Nice. Uh, but that could change at any moment, any moment. So, um, uh, again, th- this whole thing with uh, with McCain, I mean, there are so many. Listen, you could say they're going to say nothing but great things. Again, I don't know how these people in the media can actually look at themselves in the mirror and 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 just and they probably don't. I mean, they're they're a bunch of fake news people anyway. But they literally destroyed him to make sure he wouldn't be elected. And uh, then he had no problem going back on all their shows and everything and being friendly with them, which is, I whatever. It be what it be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot of things that, again, when he was a, a senator, what when he did, um, he had his fingerprints all over the fake Russian dossier. Uh, remember back several months ago, just a couple of months ago, actually, the story that came out, Judicial Watch got it, how a, a McCain staffer, you don't think he got orders from McCain, was telling the IRS, uh, hey, 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 you know what? Why don't you go target 
target people that are speaking up against the government and everything else. Target they're they're loudmouths. Target them uh, so you can financially ruin them. It's a fact. It's a fact. These things happened, and yet he's the greatest guy of all time. Greatest guy. Like okay, number. Th- let's play number uh, three this morning. This is Mike Barnacle on Morning Joe. Mike Barnacle on Morning Joe um, had this to say, uh, comparing who is praising him who, and who didn't praise him enough. Speaking of McCain, here we go. It is striking, the, the statements you mentioned, Macron, uh, from Germany and Great Britain, and nothing from the Oval Office, really. Globalist? I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm, not, I'm just being honest. I can't believe you're saying this stuff. I can't this. I can't that. Blah, blah, blah. I... I, I, again, how many times I have to say it, I feel terrible for, uh, for his family. I salute the fact that he served. He did more than me in that aspect. I can't defend that and you know, throw it in my face. What? I don't care. Uh, he did incredible things serving the country uh, during wartime for Vietnam. Uh, nobody should see what he went through. Nobody should see it. But just, again, this phoniness that's out there in the... That's what gets me. Now, I was at the uh, Kelly Ward event on Saturday. About 125 people or so were there, I, I would guess. It's a good turnout. It was hot. She was an hour late. It was 100 degrees outside, 100 plus degrees outside. It was hot. Um, then there was a controversy, right? Controversy. And we'll get your reactions coming up in a couple of minutes. Hang on. Um, but there was a controversy, apparently, because of a Facebook post where they, the media got it wrong. A Kelly Ward staffer said this about John McCain. Maybe they, maybe they uh, announced that he's not going to undergo surgery anymore uh, to try to derail any kind of uh, uh, news coverage and uh, hype everything from us. And, um, media took that, ran with it. You'll actually hear from the guy of Soundbites, the guy that did it, not a staffer, not a staffer. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Newt Gingrich, 810. Here's Fox. Yep, 640, happy Monday, August 27th. Thanks for hanging out. Newt Gingrich at 810 this morning wants to weigh in on the Arizona Senate primary race. And uh, he likes one particular candidate, I believe. What, was I not supposed to know that? What are you, psychic? We'll get into that later. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I'm thinking right now you're going to buy me lunch, Ryan. Am I not a good psychic? A horrible psychic. That would never happen. Three things I think you need to know. My face. <laughs> uh, Senator McCain passed away Saturday afternoon, 4.28 p.m., according to the uh, release from his wife, Cindy. Um, Doug Ducey, the governor, is now going to uh, have to name someone to, uh, to, to keep that seat, I believe, until 2020. Um, nobody knows who it is. Nobody has a clue. Uh, media ripping Trump for not apparently... Doing enough in his press release for a guy that hated his guts and he didn't like him either. Enough with the fakeness. Second thing that I think you need to know. How about these numbers? These are absolutely incredible. Trump's approval rating uh, in the Wall Street Journal NBC poll. 90% of Republicans absolutely love Trump. They're in his corner. But it's only his base. It's not all of it. 90% after all this negative media coverage. 46% overall approval. And then that happened in the middle of the Cohen-Manafort stuff. So NBC, Wall Street Journal went back after those stories came out. Overall approval, 44%, which is just what Obama's was at the same time. What? 
And Obama was getting helped out by the media left and right, wasn't he? Uh, by the way, and we'll have this, Kevin McCarthy was on Maria Bartiromo's show yesterday, and he said, at this same point, the generic ballot, three-point difference, it was, uh, for, for, it was a three-point lead for the Democrats. He said that was the exact same polling the day before the November election that Trump won. And what happened? We got the presidency, the White House, the Senate, and the House. Nobody hears that, huh? Third thing I think you need to know, and this is big, Bloomberg reporting that um, we might have a deal reached today on a new trade deal with, with Mexico. Might be as soon as today. But the guy's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Three things I think you need to know. Now, before I get to what happened with the Kelly Ward stuff, Mike's been waiting. Mike wants to comment. Mike, thank you. Welcome to KNST. Hey, Garrett. How you doing? All right. What's happening, man? Well, when this happened on Saturday, my wife and I started talking immediately about how long they were going to, how long it would take before they started trashing Trump over his response to this. Mm-hmm. And it does, it doesn't really matter, Garrett, what Trump does. If he praises John McCain and says that he was a patriot that he did great things for our country, then they're going to trash him for being a hypocrite. Yep, and a liar. And, You're right. Yeah, they're going to tear him apart for doing that. If he doesn't say anything, they're going to tear him apart because he's not doing enough. It really doesn't matter. This is what draining the swamp looks like. Um, it's going to be ugly. It's a fight. And I hope that Trump just keeps his mouth shut and doesn't say another word about it. Just just be quiet and shine the whole thing on and don't say another thing about it. And hopefully Doug Ducey will do the, net, the right thing next week and and, uh, and move us forward. You know, But it's really sad because it doesn't matter what Trump does. And I think the American public gets that. They, they see that it doesn't matter what Trump does. They're going to thrash him. No matter what he does, you're, it you're, doesn't matter. You're, and, and I think he knows that, and I think he realizes that. I think well, I he hope is. He does, and he keeps yeah. his mouth shut. That's the best way to handle this: is just be quiet. They didn't like each other. Everybody knows it. I had a lot of respect for John McCain at one time, but something happened to him in 2008. Man, he went the other direction, and and uh, God bless him and his family. But um, we need to move on, and the people of Arizona need representation. And I hope Ducey does the right thing next week and just appoints McSally. No chance. Um, No chance. It's not going to happen. Well, I'm going to be really angry if he appoints one of uh, McCain's wife. I don't think that's going to happen either. I'm going to be really angry. I don't think that happens either. These political dynasties have gone too far. But if he appoints McSally, then then Kelly Ward can go ahead and run for flight seat. The voters have spoken, man. The voters have put these two people at the top. Uh, the Republican primary, and he needs to respect that. All right, Mike, thank you. Now, I don't think he's going to name a, um, a, a McCain relative. Uh, I mean, Ducey still has to get elected himself, and he's already buying into the whole Trump verbiage where his TV commercials have him as an outsider and a businessman. I'm Okay. Uh, we see that a mile away, too. I mean, again, remember, Ducey wouldn't even go greet. He didn't go to the RNC, and he wouldn't even go greet Trump at uh, the airport when he was the nominee. So... Um, whatever's there now i saw something interesting larry schweikert who's a smart dude lives up in the valley uh political commentator has been a breitbart author you name it right he put it because i've seen all these names really quick and i don't want to get into the speculation of names but there was a story in the arizona republic they think they know and it's all these swampian people blah 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 larry schweikert i got to give him credit he actually threw up a name that would be probably the that would be in my mind the perfect person jeff dewitt he was the treasurer right here in the state of Arizona. Fought back against Ducey. Maybe that's why Ducey wouldn't do it. Fought back against Ducey over that Prop 1, 2, 3. Remember that when he would take, take money from the land? Um, DeWitt, was the, DeWitt gets along with lawmakers in the state of Arizona. Gets along with guys in D.C. 
Uh, he was Trump's guy in Arizona, the 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 cha- the the campaign chairman, and now he's working. Trump said, "I need you to work for NASA." So he left being the treasurer here to go work for NASA. Jeff DeWitt would be the perfect fit. We'll see what happens. Who the hell knows? Nobody knows. Nobody has any clue. Okay, simple as that. Uh, Six forty-seven now on KNST AM seven ninety. Uh, there was a uh, controversy, so the media wants you to believe. AP had this story. Uh, They're doing everything they can to destroy Kelly Ward. Um, It says here they got it wrong still. AP story. According to screenshots of the conversation posted on Twitter by Arizona political reporters, I think it was Facebook actually, uh, aide Jonathan Williams, meaning Kelly Ward. Kelly Ward. He's not an 80. This guy is a freelance political photographer that was hired by the Ward campaign. He's supporting Ward, not part of the campaign. He's paid to take pictures. I saw him on Saturday at the Tucson event. Paid to take pictures of political events. He put a, fo- a, fo- a post on Facebook on Friday. So AP got that wrong as well. I'm wondering if it was just a coincidence that the announcement of John McCain ending his medical treatment came the day Kelly Ward was launching her statewide bus tour. And Kelly Ward replied, I think they wanted to have a particular narrative that is negative to me. Media goes, oh, my God, somebody took a screenshot. They sent it to Bram Resnick, who's a reporter up in Phoenix for the NBC station. And he, you know, tweeted to Kelly Ward, what is wrong with you? Because that's the job of a reporter. What is wrong with you? Uh, I mean, look, it doesn't look good. Don't get me wrong. But there's so much going on in politics that you sit back and people wonder these things. Do you remember... And maybe you do, maybe you don't. When Kelly ran against John McCain a couple of years ago, she talked about how the McCain kids, a bunch of college kids, whatever, would show up at her events and bully people, take pictures of license plates, follow them around, harass them. Remember, they knocked over her mother. It happens. So this guy, Jonathan Williams, I wanted to hear what he had to say. Uh, He put a Facebook, uh, he did Facebook Live. And he talked about the post and the screenshot. Let's do 145 real quick. 145. I believe we have time. And we'll do more on this throughout the show. Uh, Jonathan Williams. Again, not a Kelly Ward aide. Media got that wrong. Uh, It was on Facebook, not Twitter. They got that wrong. And he eventually deleted it. And they're like, how can Kelly do this? You don't think that they want a negative narrative on Kelly Ward? Of course they do. The swamp, man. It's the swamp. Here's Jonathan Williams talking about the post and everything. Here we go. I made a post a couple days ago, I think it was Saturday morning, um, because they released a statement saying uh, Senator McCain will not um, uh, continue medical treatment. You know, um, they've, they've done all they can. They, they, they won't um, continue treatment. <clears throat> and not knowing, okay, not knowing that um, Senator McCain was, was going to go in to eternity less than 24 hours after that. Um, I made a post saying I thought it was interesting that um, on the day where uh, someone who has been a political rival of his for for many years now, um, and and we've known that you know the McCains um, and that what what some people would call the establishment um, mm-hmm. is against Kelly Ward and don't don't want to see her in that office um, for political reasons, maybe even some personal reasons. Um, there's there's been attempt to not have her win this election and so i thought it was interesting that on the day where she launches you know her her 
uh, Road to Victory bus tour, um, this was released, you know. And so I made a, a personal post. Again, I am not on Kelly Ward's staff. Um, I I made a post and I said, I this is, is it coincidence? Is it on purpose? I don't know, but I just find it interesting. And so, um, so someone uh, screenshot that and well let me let me add this kelly ward who is a personal friend of mine she responded to that post um and someone screenshot it and sent it to a reporter obviously because the, the person who screenshot it um is a supporter of her opponent um, um congresswoman martha mcsally yep so that's what happened that was there this guy talked about how he prayed for uh for John McCain and his family, everything else. I want to play another one. Let's watch the next. This is a big point, 146, that he made. Listen to this. Here we go. But I wanted to, I wanted you to know, like, it was never my heart to um, put McCain, put Mr. McCain down, Senator McCain down, or his family, or to disrespect them at all. Um, you know, I've I've literally prayed for them many, many, many times um, over this whole season of them going through this horrible situation um but you have to also know that just because he's going through this horrible situation does not mean that him and his team are are not politically active yep over the last month or so um the the um the team has put out tweets has you know has talked about the president Mm -hmm. um and so they were still politically active, um, even in, until he passed into eternity. And so I don't understand how they can be politically active, but I can't, um, or Kelly Ward can't, or whatever. It's a good point, isn't it? Well, what he said was terrible. It's above the line. And above, I, that's people. At this point, they don't care anymore. Not to say they don't have feelings or sensitive, and they could. Say when something's wrong, it doesn't make them all of a sudden want to turn on someone. And we'll have more on uh, Jonathan, because again, he's, and, and we don't have time to play it this hour, but he said, I didn't want to offend his family. I deleted the post. I prayed for him. I'm, and he said, you know, McCain, I've been told is very, uh, you know, you, if you cry, I've been told if you want to work in politics, photographer, whatever it is, if you cross John McCain, it's tough to get a job. And he goes, and, it, and it's true. So um, there you go. Uh, the media taking this and running with it as if it's the worst thing of all time and ignoring all kinds of other stuff. I mean, it's just, and we've had enough, haven't we? 653, we'll continue. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Slash radio. That's awesome. Hello, 707. It's Monday, August 27th. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNSTAM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, breaking news. According to Fox News, they say sources are telling them America and Mexico have reached a tentative new NAFTA deal. But it's not even NAFTA, really. It's just a bilateral trade deal. There's no North American. Canada is not involved. But anyway, uh, Trump tweeted out about a half an hour ago big deal with Mexico coming soon. So uh, that triggered this whole situation. That is huge. That is huge. You'll see the market explode again today, even though all the experts thought it would uh, it would crash with the Manafort Cohen things last week. Second thing that I think you need to know: Senator John McCain passed away on Saturday at the age of eighty-one. 
Uh, Trump will not be attending his funeral. Mike Pence will. Um, Ducey will uh, will appoint a uh, successor at some point after the funeral. Uh, the media is sucking up, uh, acting as if they didn't say anything bad about McCain 10 years ago when he ran for president. Um, and uh, the fakeness continues. And the media is ripping Trump for not doing enough. Just not, man, you're just not doing enough to get this whole situation uh, to, to praise McCain. Mm-hmm. Third thing, I think you need to know, and this is, uh, this is really incredible right here. Wall Street Journal NBC News polls show 90% of Republicans support Trump. 90%. Overall, he had a 46% approval rating. In the middle of them doing all of this, uh, or actually, there was, it was right before the Cohen-Manafort news came out. So they polled again after that, and overall support dropped to just 44%. Went from 46 to 44 Because people don't give a crap, man. They just don't care. They just don't care. By the way, that's in line with Obama's approval rating. Obama was at 44 at the same time as his presidency, and he had tremendous help from the media. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, Newt Gingrich is coming up in an hour because uh, he apparently, I've been told by someone who put me in contact with him, that uh, he wants to talk about the Arizona Senate race. He's worried. He likes one candidate more than the other, apparently. I'm going to leave it at that. It's going to be a fun conversation. Let's just put it that way, okay? Uh, So we have that. So uh, there's a lot of stuff we can do, and I can open up the phones if you'd like. If you want to comment about John McCain, 880-KNST, 880-5678. John McCain is uh, is being, uh, I mean, this is what happens, right? And again, I guess I have to say this every hour, Ryan. I feel awful for his family. I feel awful for his wife, his uh, kids, his grandkids. Nobody likes losing a loved one. Uh, I salute him for his service to the country when he was in the military. Um. Had a, a lot of disagreements about his politics, and if uh, people are going to say, "Well, that it, today is not the day for that," why? What's I, I? I don't get it. I don't get it. And again, just watching the coverage of because you know it's all fake too. Because all of a sudden you get have Republicans and Democrats coming together over John McCain, and they're going to say we're going to do it because of John. And yeah, you know he he was the best of working across the aisle. We all know what that means. He was great. Blah blah blah. Uh, I guess maybe it'll last all week because his funeral Saturday. By next week, going for the jugular again. Just like after Steve, uh, Steve Scalise and, uh, was shot playing baseball uh, and that, that crazy Bernie supporter uh, tried to gun down a bunch of Republicans playing baseball, they were together for a day, and then after that, gloves were back off. We know what's going to happen. That's why you like this show. It's real. We tell you the real thing. We know exactly what you're thinking. We're doing the same thing. So... I don't buy this stuff. There is so much phoniness going on. Matter of fact, let's Max Boot, CNN guy. He was part of the McCain uh, campaign back in 2008. This guy hates Trump, part of the swamp, everything else, establishment. Max Boot said this about John McCain and, of course, brought up Trump. Here we go. Uh, he was not somebody who took himself overly seriously, unlike most politicians. In fact, a lot of his appeal was the fact that he was not a normal politician. And unlike Donald Trump, he did not have to demonstrate his authenticity by vilifying people or by saying ignorant or deranged things. He was always a gentleman. Again, it's like uh, fake news all over again. Remember the time when he called the Tea Party people uh, uh, hobbits? When he said Trump was firing up all the wrong people, all the crazies? Uh, He told talk show hosts to go to hell? Hmm. But he never vilified anybody. And this is where I just, I, I, it's, I can't sit back 
and not comment on these things that are being said, right? Can't do it. The other big one that caught my attention, and we have a few, but the other one was what Joe Scarborough said. And if you're just tuning in, you'll hear this for the first time. Uh, number 150, if you don't mind, Ryan, 150. Because this is not, uh, this is this is not correct. Here we go. When push came to shove, though, you know, especially after uh, 2017 and Donald Trump getting elected, McCain was the one voice that uh, that uh, everybody knew would continue to talk straight no matter what. Continue to talk straight. And I sit back and I say, you know, we know what's going on here in Arizona, right? We get it. Um, and by the way, if you have a problem with me making these comments, you think it's too soon, you're more than welcome to call up and rip me. I don't, I don't care. Uh, however, how can you say John McCain is a straight shooter when he campaigned on building a dang fence and when he got elected, he said, let's give amnesty to all these people, never brought up the damn fence, right? How can, uh, how can John McCain be the straight talk guy, straight talk express when he, he campaigned on getting rid of Obamacare. I'm going to vote it out. We need to repeal it, get rid of it. And then what did he do? He voted to keep Obamacare alive, right? He voted to keep Obamacare alive. So you sit back and say, I, I just, I don't buy it. And it's just disingenuous. Um, it's, it's phony. It's fake. And there are a gazillion sound bites, by the way, that I could play. I mean, there are so many sound bites I can play. I didn't really want to just, I didn't, I didn't want to waste your time. And, you know, all these members of the media heaping praise and compliments on John McCain over and over and over. And by the way, they they may love him, but what did that do for us when we sat back and we tried to speak out and all of a sudden he, he got nasty sometimes? You know, if you're going to say things about it, say it the right way. Say everything that he did. He didn't hold back. I get it. He didn't hold back on people he didn't like. I get it. And the fact that that he he wasn't uh, put on a pedestal by Trump. What the hell do you expect? He literally told Trump, I don't want you. His people, we don't want Trump. He's, McCain doesn't want Trump at his funeral. He'd rather have Obama eulogize him. Doesn't that mean a lot, by the way, to you? The fact that he'd rather have Barack Obama eulogize him than Donald Trump, the guy that was putting this country under, and then the guy that was bringing this country back from the dead, lifting it so damn quickly. Right? I mean, doesn't it speak to the character of the man? Again, I salute his service, what he did, what he went through. He signed up for Vietnam when other people, even the president, got out of it. I get it. You can't sugarcoat that stuff. But John McCain hated Donald Trump, and Donald Trump couldn't stand John McCain. Donald Trump represented everything that was the opposite of John McCain in Washington, D.C., right? That's that's what it was. Donald Trump was elected because people were sick of the same old, same old. And John McCain represented the same old, same old. Uh, John McCain, the media wants to tell you Donald Trump's a liar. Donald Trump said, I want to build the wall. I want illegal immigration stopped. I want to, you know, we need to stop letting these refugees in here. We don't even know who the hell they are. And he's sticking with it. He's saying exactly what he's doing. And he's trying to accomplish it one by one by one by one. John McCain would tell you stuff, and then he would get there and not do it. So that Donald Trump is the product of John McCain. If John McCain would have done what he wanted, what he said he was going to do, 
there wouldn't have been a need for Donald Trump. Right? That's kind of what it, kind of what was going on. Uh, Trump has done some really good stuff. The only compliments that McCain gave on Twitter, because that's the only time he communicated over the past year, the only time he was complimentary of Trump was uh, when he uh, fired missiles to Syria. Other than that, remember he went around after Trump was elected, right? He, he went around the world saying, don't worry, I got your back. We could play the sound bites if you want. When he went around and he was worried uh, and he said, please, this is a very troubling time. We got to keep, and he called it the new world order. He said, we got to keep our world, world order. Got to keep this. Keep. He, was a, he was putting out his globalism and afraid that Trump was going to be too America first. And he was trying to, McCain was trying to tell countries around the world, don't worry, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that Trump can't get his way and I have your back. That's what was going on. That's what was happening. 880-KNST, 880-5670. And we need to be honest about this, can't we? It's not mean. It actually happened. Again, I I was just watching for a few minutes, just for fun. I never watch the Sunday shows anymore because they're a complete waste of time. Those people are wrong all the time. And I was just watching what they were saying, and I'm like, oh, my God. Again, these are the people. Remember the picture of, of McCain when he was running in 08? And it was kind of like from an angle below him, and it made him look shadowy and old and sinister and evil. That's what the mainstream media put out, because they wanted people to believe that, because they wanted Obama to get elected. And now they're saying the greatest things about the guy, like he's the, oh, we see it. Let's start with Dave. Dave, welcome to KNST. Hello, Dave. Hey, good morning, Garrett. How's it going? All right. What's happening, man? Oh, I was I was telling Ryan, you know, that comment that Flake made about how McCain was always able to find the best in his opponents. And and I couldn't recall, thankfully you mentioned the tweet, but I couldn't recall a single positive thing that he had ever said about Trump. Mm-hmm. When when he was running against Obama and they had that television forum and this old lady jumped up and started yep. ragging on Obama, McCain jumped to Obama's defense. Oh, no, 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 he's a good man. He's a good man. But, I mean, aside from one tweet saying, hey, good job for Trump, he killed people in Syria. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did he ever say anything nice about him? Or, or what was the good that he found in him? Because if, if he ever did, I don't know where it is. I, I don't know when he said it. I would always, and, because again, he, he always, because he, he, I guess he couldn't talk, wouldn't talk, whatever it was. He's going through some major, you know, uh, major medical treatment. But the only way he could connect was, or put out a message was through Twitter. And I would check his Twitter feed every day. And every article was about how Trump was in bed with Russia, Russia must be stopped, Trump's an idiot about NATO, this, that. I mean, it was all, his whole Twitter feed was never Trump, hate Trump, anti-Trump. And that's yeah. fine, but then, that's why it's it's such a joke with the media for them to be shocked and upset, and they're not shocked, but they just want to exploit Trump any way they can and say that he's the biggest jerk because he didn't do enough to praise McCain. Yeah, and I'll and, and you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say I respect the man for his military service and what he had to yeah. put up with in, in Hanoi. But you can only ride that train so far. At some point, you got to get off the train and walk on your own two feet and, and, you know, make something of that. And he was a good senator for a while, but at some point, you know, he went to the dark side. And like you said, if he'd have built the dang fence in the first place, then Trump wouldn't be in office. Yep. He, so. yep. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Dave. Thank you very much. Take care. 880-KNST, 880-5678. And that's, I think, a big point. If these politicians didn't turn out to be such liars and didn't turn out to be such globalists where they left Americans behind... We wouldn't have needed Trump. And that's why when I hear this straight talk express, he was a straight shooter, straight talk, always honest, didn't get, you know what, he, they'd always say, he didn't care, he didn't care, he'd vote his way, he'd say what he wanted, he didn't care. Yeah, um, he campaigned one way and went to D.C. and did something else. You're right, he, he didn't care that we got pissed at the background. Uh, and, 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 and 
We were pissed in the background because he lied about what he said. How could, he didn't care that he would tell us he was going to build the fence, and then he didn't do it. He didn't care. It's sad but true. We'll continue. I have more. There are more sound bites. We'll get to this. We'll even play uh, some of my Fox News channel. I was on Fox News. It was a last-minute request. I got a Friday uh, around lunchtime. So I was on Fox News again. Uh, Leland, I think, is obsessed with me. Anyway, uh, I have the video of that on my page at KNST.com, of my Facebook page as well. Newt joins me at 710. Uh, we'll have more of this, and you can comment as well. It's very important we talk about this because nobody else will. Not the way we do. We'll continue in 5. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Nation. I'm with you, Ryan. 728, Garrett Lewis with you, KNST, AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Going to be 98 and sunny today. Uh, Again, my interview that I had with uh, Fox News Channel. We'll play some of that in about 10 minutes because, I mean, who doesn't want to hear me? I mean, I did the interview. Like, I do this show for you, and I think it's really good, and I hope you agree, and I think you agree. But think how lucky you are. I don't even... You get to hear me do this stuff. I don't get to hear me do this stuff. I don't get to sit back and be entertained. So I want to hear me. And see you. That too. You had a better suit on this time around. Will you stop it? What? It did. And that other j- jacket fit me perfectly when I said, I don't know why I sat down. It was a chair was weird. My wife gave me advice. She's like, I know it's uncomfortable. Really, sit really get up, get up. And I was sitting up straight. It was kind of a crappy chair anyway. Take thanks, your own thanks, chair. Thanks. You're on that level now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You've been what, three times? Uh, yes. But uh, no. Take your own chair. I Leave me alone. Leave me alone. So I'm getting some uh, emails, some reaction to this, and I, I like this one. Um, uh, I got this. It's really how hypocritical the rest of the media is about McCain. All weekend, it was McCain is such a great guy and a great senator, straight shooter, forgetting about the Obamacare, the wall, the hobbits, the crazies. You're the only media guy that's telling you like it is, so of course you'll get trashed for it. Probably, but what do I care? Like, I only care about you. Um, as long as I'm doing my job and, and I think I'm doing it well and, and you enjoy it, then you're going to keep listening. You're going to buy the advertiser's products and go from there. Why should I give a crap by somebody who's offended by that? Right. I mean, I don't care. Um, so, so there's that, uh, now, um, this was, this was, uh, this was funny also, um, when it comes down to, uh, uh, uh the fact that. The media, so fake, so fraudulent. This has nothing to do with McCain, but this is just funny. Number four, let's play this real fast. Chuck Todd on, I know. Who's Chuck Todd? He's, uh, meet the press guy. No, I mean, who is Chuck Todd? Uh, exactly. He's, He's a sleepy-eyed eyes. son of a, <laughs> that sleepy-eyed son of a. So, um, Chuck Todd had David Brody on. He was on the panel. He's Christian Broadcasting News, Trump guy. And uh, they talked about the uh, the bias of the media. You got to hear this. Just just listen. Here we go. I, I think one of the one of the best things going in Donald Trump's favor. We know this is the mainstream media. I hate to say it. I know I'm sitting on a Meet the Press roundtable, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, 62 mm-hmm. percent think the media is biased. So in other words, if you look at the approval rating of Donald Trump, well, cons- the approval rating the of the conservative media, echo chamber created that environment. It's, it's oh. not. It's not. No, no, no. no. I mean, yeah. it has been a tactic and a tool mm. of the Roger Ailes created yes, echo yes, chamber. Yes, yes, so wow. let's not pretend it's not anything. Of well, hang on. Pause yes it, and pause no. It, pause it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Pause it. Um, yes, the only reason that you and I believe that uh, there is fake news out there is because Roger Ailes, who created Fox News, told us that. 
with her own eyes and her own ears, we can't see it for ourselves. I played you this morning the fake news about what they're saying about McCain, for God's sakes. All right, let's continue. Here we go. Well, hang on. Yes and no, because remember, the independents in the, are part of Donald Trump's base. And I think that's very important. A lot of times we say Republicans are Donald Trump's base. Not really. They're, they're, no, it's a they're, separate they're, Trump. It is a different version of the Republican. But those mm. independents also distrust the media. This is not just Republicans. It is many Americans across. Oh, the no, no, no. I take your point. Right. I'm just saying it was a creation. It was a campaign tactic. It's not like based in much I, fact. I do- yeah, it's just, I mean, it's not based at, listen, there's no actual proof that we're actually really fake news. Really? Fake, 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 fake. Where's Elaine? Even Elaine says that uh, that it's fake. <laughs> it's just the echo chamber. You have no idea. Just because some guys on talk radio scream about it, it doesn't mean it's true. Of course, by the way, CNN refusing to back down. Lanny Davis, the attorney for Michael Cohen, admitted, all right, maybe I was wrong and I got ahead of myself about my client knowing about the meeting between Don Jr. and the Russians. I, it, I, I can't confirm or deny it. I really have no evidence. CNN's like, doesn't matter. We're standing by it. <laughs> That's fake news. That's fake news. Uh, don't worry. We'll continue. 732. Uh, my my uh, Fox News appearance again, really good. Uh, Leland was asking about uh, how the Cohen and Manafort arrests will affect turnout for tomorrow here in Arizona. Uh, will people show up? And uh, national reporters. It's very interesting. And then we got to get into a Tiger Woods. A reporter tried to trap Tiger Woods, too, talking about Trump. And Tiger owned them. We'll get to all that coming up right now. It's fun. Hello, 740. Happy Monday. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it looks like there is a deal struck with Mexico. On a new NAFTA deal. Stocks are up. Breaking records. It's happening. Another win, baby. Second thing that I think you need to know. uh, John McCain passed away Saturday at 428 in the afternoon. Uh, Story in the news that the White House flags are back at full staff. No longer half staff, back at full staff. And the media is trying to make it out as if Trump is the worst person ever for not being nicer. uh, About uh, putting out a statement about John McCain. He sent out a tweet. He felt bad for the family. They hated each other. So John McCain said, I don't want Trump at my funeral, and Trump's supposed to suck it up and say all kinds of great things about him. It doesn't work that way. Third thing, I think you need to know, oh, the numbers. The numbers, the numbers. Wall Street Journal, NBC News poll, 90% of Republicans support Trump. He had a 46% approval rating until the overall Manafort-Cohen thing happened. Now dropped to 44. That's it, just 44. People don't care about Manafort and Cohen. They care about jobs and the economy. Uh, Also, by the way, Kevin McCarthy uh, wants to be speaker. He said the generic ballot is down to just a three point lead for the Dems. That's the exact same exact same point. It was it was the uh, the day before the presidential election. And look what happened. Three things I think you need to know. Um, Sorry, we have Newt Gingrich coming up in uh, at at about uh, 808 or so. Somewhere like that. 810, something like that. Going to talk about uh, lots of things. The Arizona Senate race. I want to find out all the Dems are talking about his impeachment. Since he went through that with Bill Clinton, uh, what does he think will happen if uh, the Dems keep talking impeachment? Is it going to help hurt? All that kind of stuff. So we'll get to all that stuff. Uh, however, I was on Fox News Channel again uh, on Saturday, and I thought it was pretty good. I have the video on my page at KNSD.com. I'll stick it on Facebook as well. Um, and I, I left the questions from Leland Vitter in there, I think, this time. And I thought it was interesting. They, you know, it's a national show, and 
they just sit back and, and and all these and my whole and I've talked about this on national reporters. I don't think I have a clue as to what's actually happening down here. Yet they get uh, praise as if they're like they're experts and oracles and everything else, right? So here's the first thing: uh, one forty-two. Listen to Leland and then me. Here we go. Everyone can uh, agree it's been a not-so-great week for President Trump. You've got Cohen and Manafort, uh, both with their own either guilty pleas or guilty convictions. And you've got Pecker and Weisberg both taking immunity deals. How does that affect Republican enthusiasm and turnout? I think uh, it fires up Trump's base to get out and vote because they look at this, and this is what my listeners tell me, and I agree with it, that uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with Russia. This is just people in the swamp on the left and the right trying to stop Trump from doing what the American people want him to do. So Trump's out there saying, hey, I need as much help as I can to get my agenda done. You elected me for this. And I think that he and Kelly are both hoping that's going to fire up even more people to show up to vote and remind them to go vote so they can put someone in there that will back up Trump. Brilliant point by the guy. That was the commentator. Me. Uh, next one, because Leland wanted to uh, challenge me on that, which is fine. People are like, Leland's a, he's a Trump hater. No, it's his job to ask questions and challenge. And I love it. I love every second of it. Here we go. Listen. Is, is it yes. a possibility that this is an echo chamber and a lot of the folks who turned out for Trump because they simply didn't like Fair Hillary question. Clinton aren't going to be the ones now uh, turning, turning out uh, either in the primaries or come November? There's always a chance. We all live in our bubble and sometimes have a, a tough time looking out. But uh, my listeners and myself and all of America were inundated for a couple of years that Hillary had a 98% chance to win. And uh, on Election Day, the only poll that really mattered, Trump won. So, you know, a lot of people don't put a lot of stock into polls now, no matter where they come from, because they saw what happened on Election Day, which was the complete opposite of just about everything that happened going up to Election Day. How about that? How about that? So that's cool. This guy should be on the radio. Yeah, I think so. He should have his own show. He should have his own show. Um, by the way, uh, the NASDAQ has hit 8,000 for the first time ever on the heels of this new uh, trade deal. Um, so here we go. Let's do one more. Uh, and I love this part because, listen, well, we, know, we, we know what's going on here in Arizona. And Leland was curious about that. Here we go. Listen to this. This from U.S. News and World Report about the race uh, for Senate in Arizona. Arizona hasn't elected a Democrat to the U.S. Senate in 30 years. It has never sent a woman. Kristen Cinema, the 42-year-old third-term bisexual, bespeckled congresswoman, has positioned herself to defy both of these historical trends this year in a state that's been reliably Republican for decades. That's David Cantonese. Uh, Certainly a respected reporter, but I'm guessing you disagree with him. No, she's trying. Look, uh, it's funny watching all the national reporters report on places where they don't live, and I see it. And Kirsten Cinema has not had anybody attack her or go after her. She's had the freedom to paint whatever image that she wants for people to see. Uh, now, after Tuesday, whether it's Martha, whether it's Kelly, you're going to see a whole bunch of people with ads out exposing her. And Martha released one recently of, of Kirsten Cinema protesting the troops in a pink tutu. Uh, back in, I think, hmm. 2003. The whole past is going to start coming out. And, and uh, cinema so, 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 so what you're saying so is even though, even though she leads and had one-on-one -on -one polls against each one of the three possible Republicans, it's because nobody's laid a glove on her. Exactly. Okay. And there you have it. You, uh, you witnessed it. What a great comment by that guy. Uh, so you just heard it. Now, if you want to see how handsome I am, you go to CanSD.com and you see the video. It just enhances everything that I said. No? Maybe? Maybe.
I just found it interesting. He said nobody laid a glove on her as opposed to laid a hand on her. I didn't say that. He said that. That's what I said. Yes. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. Is that the new vernacular? Can't lay hands on anybody, but I can lay gloves on you. Yeah. Except for OJ. (laughs) Oh, what? 747. Uh, I want you to hear real quick. uh, Tiger Woods was asked about Donald Trump. Asked about Trump and the NFL and the, the, you know, the race thing. And it was really kind of crazy, actually, uh, what was what was asked and said and everything. And um, the uh, I guess there was the Northern Trust Tournament in New Jersey. He was asked about his personal relationship with President Trump, whether he would describe it as personal or professional. Um, and uh, and he didn't fall for it. He didn't fall for it. Uh, am I up over there? Cool. Uh, listen to this. Here we go. Well, I've known Donald for a number of years. You know, we've, we played the golf together, um, and you know, we've had, had dinners together. And so, yeah, that's uh, I've known him. You know, pre-presidency and obviously during his uh, presidency. At times, especially 2018, I think a lot of people, especially people of color, immigrants, feel threatened by him by his policies. Um, he's thrown himself into sports debates in terms of race with LeBron James, with the anthem. Um, what do you say to people who might find it interesting that you have, I guess, a friendly relationship with him? If you don't understand that, they said, um, at times, the reporter said, at times, especially 2018, I think a lot of people, especially people of color, immigrants, are threatened by him and his policies. What do you say to people who might find it interesting that you have a friendly relationship with him? And Tiger Woods basically slapped this guy down. Well, he's our he's the president of the United States, and you have to respect the the, the office. And no matter who's in the office, uh, you may like, dislike um, personality or the, the politics, uh, but we all must respect the office. Good answer. Good answer. You have to respect it. All right, we have more coming up. 749 on KNST AM 790. Newt Gingrich is coming up at 810 uh, to talk about, uh, again, the Arizona Senate race. He likes one candidate. Do you know who? Oh, I know who. We'll get to that coming up. It's KNST. Yo. Then what's up? Eight oh seven. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, looks like we got a trade deal with Mexico, and it's going to be announced very, very soon. Stock market taking off. Nasdaq hits eight thousand because of it. Uh, more stuff that will be ignored by the media as another uh, success takes place. Second thing that I think you need to know. Senator McCain passes away Saturday afternoon, and um, at some point after the funeral, Doug Ducey will name a successor, and the rumors are out there. Who? who nobody even knows. Nobody knows um, what's going to happen there. Media going after Trump because uh, apparently he didn't say something nice enough about John McCain, even though John McCain said he didn't even want Trump at his funeral. So, I mean, it's you can't win for trying. You can't win for trying, so you have that. Third thing that I think you need to know, Wall Street Journal, NBC News poll, uh, 90% of Republicans back the Trumpster, 46% approval rating. Uh, after the Cohen-Manafort thing, they went back and asked, and it dropped to just 44%, because, again, I don't think people actually give a crap about Cohen and Manafort, except for the people in the media bubble. That's just uh, the way it is. Three things I think you need to know. 
Uh, we have a big, gigantic primary happening tomorrow. You may have voted already. I've gotten hit from a lot of people that uh, they already have voted, but it's still a big race. Still need a lot of people to show up. Is it going to be uh, McSally? Is it going to be Ward? Arpaio has literally zero chance. Uh, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, wanted to weigh in on this, and that's pretty cool. Newt, welcome to KNST. How you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, of course, it's impossible to talk to you today and not at least take a minute to say how much Callista and I have uh, sent our prayers and our condolences to the McKinnell family. I've known John since 1982, and um, he was a remarkable figure, and uh, he created a really big space of leadership and toughness and uniqueness. So I think every Arizonan can feel proud that, uh, you know, they, they had a state which produced a genuine giant. Yeah, uh, he always uh, had a lot of attention. Uh, I'll tell you that. Now, the talk radio audience, they definitely uh, salute his uh, his service that he uh, that he had in the military and everything he went through. And, man, it's just uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But I'm sure, as you know, there's a lot of talk radio out there, a lot of Arizonans that uh, – had a lot of issues with things that he pushed and promoted in policies as a senator. So, well, I had a lot of issues with John on specific things, but at the same time, I have to admire his overall ability and uh, his overall commitment, which, which I thought was quite remarkable. And, and uh, I think, you know, you, you want senators ultimately to render independent judgment, um, and. I'm confident that uh, the primary tomorrow is going to produce somebody who's going to be more than capable of doing that. And I think that that's an important part of this, is to continue a tradition of finding people who have the guts to stand up for what they believe in. Uh, the, the only person I know who's in the primary, of course, uh, I've known from her experience in Washington and her background uh, as a fighter pilot, and, and that's uh, only who I, I suspect. Uh, we'll win tomorrow and then have a really, really important general election race. You know, it's interesting. I mean, before we talk about McSally and Ward, one one question about the whole McCain situation, because the media loves him because he reached across the aisle and all that other stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, one thing that I've always wondered and nobody ever addresses in the media is that was there anybody that was similar to McCain uh, on the Democratic side that would call out his own party, do that stuff? I, I can't really think of one. Can you? Well, I, I think, first of all, I think the Democratic Party is a much more machine-oriented party, and the Democratic Party has much greater power to punish people. Uh, I, in fact, I had a number of Democrats who became Republicans while I was in Congress because they got so fed up with liberal Democrats beating them up for their votes uh, and, and telling them, uh, you know, you, you had better do what I want you to. Or, you know, for example, I had at least one occasion with a particular member where he was told, He's going to lose his committee slot, and he just came to us and said, I'm disgusted, and I want to switch parties. So we gained a number of Democrats over the years who were sick of that, but it does give them much more of a disciplined herd instinct uh, than you get on the Republican side. And and part of that's the nature of the two parties. If you're a conservative and you believe in individual liberty and you believe in individual opinion, you know, you're going to put up with a lot more because you respect the right of people to disagree. Mm. If you're a, a left-wing socialist-type liberal, uh, you want to be part of a lemming-like group. Uh, I describe them as muskox. Uh, you want to all be in the same herd, and you all want to stay together, uh, and nobody's allowed to think for themselves. But that's okay because that's who you are. Yep.
And we'll talk more about them and, and the upcoming uh, midterms and everything else in just a second. Newt Gingrich is on KNST AM 790. Um, now, you've come out and you've supported Martha McSally. Um, I have my issues with Martha McSally uh, because she has kind of, she's been all over the board. And, you know, just as a talk show host, um, you know, you can agree, you can disagree, whatever it is, but it's telling to me uh, when you won't even come on a radio show, she won't go on a decent amount of media here in Arizona because she doesn't want to have to answer questions. So a lot of people, including me as an Arizona voter, sit back and say, you were for amnesty. Now all of a sudden you're against amnesty. You had your name on an amnesty bill. Now you scrub that off. You scrubbed a YouTube video where you're demanding uh, protection for DACA recipients. So, you know, why should I or anybody here in Arizona trust Martha McSally enough to send her to the Senate? Well, all I'm saying is, in my experience working with her and talking with her over the years, um, I think that she is tough-minded. I think she understands that she has to get through a very tough general election. Um, and my view is, and again, I'm an outsider, I'm not in Arizona, mm-hmm. but my analytical view would be that she clearly has the best chance to win the general election. Uh, and that that's, a, that, that's a very big part of what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I watched a number of people some of them friends of mine, some of whom I campaigned for, uh, who won various Senate primaries over the last six or eight years, who had no hope in the general election. Uh, in, in Delaware, in uh, Missouri, um, in Nevada. And two of those three cases, I actually campaigned for the person because I wrote him a team player and you were the nomination, I want to help you. But when I look at, I looked out and I thought, given where we are today, my guess is, as an analyst, that um, McSally has the best chance to win the general election. And if that's got to be a big part of our calculus. I'd, I'd rather have a Republican, uh, and, I, and I'd say this, for example, about Susan Collins, so I'm sure your, your audience mm. would think is way too late. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Susan Collins than a liberal Democrat from Maine. Because Susan Collins walks in, and she gives Mitch McConnell and the Republicans the majority, and you look at the number of judges we've gotten through, you look at the number of conservative judges we've gotten through, uh, and Susan Collins is a part of that majority. So in the years when I was speaker, when we built the first Republican majority in 40 years, we reached out to a lot of people and we tried to understand, you know, what does it take to win in Buffalo, New York? What does it take to win in Tucson? What does it take to win in uh, downtown Los Angeles? Let me tell you, those are three different candidates. Yeah. Uh, and, and my view was... If they'll help us be a majority and they'll help us govern and they'll help us set the agenda, uh, they're a big step in the right direction. So why do you think Kelly Ward won't be able to win in the in the general? Well, look, I'm not going to say anything negative about her. Hmm. I, I, first of all, I don't know her that well. And, and uh, she, everything I've heard, she's a good, solid conservative. Uh, but all I can tell you is the people I talk to and the analysts I talk to uh, have, uh, feel pretty confident that uh, we are, that McSally have, would, would be a stronger candidate in the general election. But I'm, I'm in no way going to you know, go out here and say anything negative about, about Kelly. And I think, again, it's a free country, and people have the right to run. And I, I never, you know, and Joe Arpaio has the right to run. Although, as you said, and I agree with you, I think his chance to get the nomination is somewhere between slim and none. Yeah. Well, and but, again, but nonetheless, in a free country, people get to go and try to do it. Mean, who, who would have thought, and I can say this because I was there, I mean, who would have thought in January of 2015 
that Donald J. Trump was going to become the Republican nominee and then win the presidency. Uh, but he had every right as an American citizen to run. He didn't have any requirement that said, gee, you haven't been a governor, you haven't been a senator, you haven't served in the cabinet, therefore you're disqualified, you can't join the Republican club. Instead, we said, look, it's, it's, it's open to anybody with guts. Well, let me ask you this. The Newt Gingrich is on KNST AM790. First off, uh, I'm with you on that. As soon as, and you don't know this, and I'm not lying about it, but as soon as he came down that, uh, that escalator, maybe not in January and June, I said, that guy's going to win. My wife thought I was a little bit crazy. I'm like, he's connecting like nobody has connected before. He's saying the things that people have been dying for politicians yep. to say. Um, now, just, just I, I know you're not here. Um, there, do your analyst friends, anybody that you know that is apparently looking at this Arizona race, this Senate primary race, are they saying anything uh, about Martha, about maybe, you know, you know, she, she might turn off conservatives. She will never say if she actually voted for Trump. She said bad things about Trump. In the days before the election, she wouldn't even say if she's going to support Trump. And, you know, all of a sudden, Trump's being successful, and she jumps on the bandwagon. And so you're going, which Martha is it going to be? Can I trust her? Because I know you said really good things about John McCain, but John McCain here in Arizona campaigned on building a dang fence. Didn't do it. Campaigned on repealing Obamacare. Voted to keep it in. So we sit back and say, are we going to get another John McCain and Jeff Flake and Martha McSally? Sure, look, I, I, I can appreciate that. Um, my guess is you're not. Uh, and, and I would just say this again. Yeah. I, I was for Trump from a very early point. And Chris and I have known Trump for a long time. And uh, it was actually an Arizona event. Uh, the rally he held, I think it was in Phoenix, in July of 2015. Yep. That convinced me that, that he... He had really found something powerful and that he had the style and the tone uh, to go on and become president. But I think there, there were a lot of people who started out uh, very, very skeptical of Trump, and then for a lot of them with, frankly, pretty good reason. And I think that it, as, as you watched him learn and as you watched him uh, show enormous endurance and enormous commitment, uh, whether it's on uh, the massive amount of deregulation, building the wall, which is happening, despite every effort of the liberal Democrats. And, and that's going to be a big issue in the fall campaign because the Democrats clearly are now the party of open borders. They're the party of abolishing ICE. They're the party of sanctuary cities. Uh, and I think if we get down to an election choice this fall that's that, that broad, that the Democrats are going to lose far more than anybody in Washington uh, thinks they are as of today. And, and I would simply say that I think that the Trump majority – will continue to grow and continue to evolve, and that uh, something, something like McSally will be a part of that. Part of the difference is generational. Uh, John McCain had been around a long time, and I say this as a historian. I'm actually writing a paper right now on uh, big change elections and how they occur, uh, because I think this fall could be a big change election. When you go back and you look, when you get a change, Reagan in 1980, for example, um, that is that big, you have a lot of folks who have a hard, particularly older folks who've been around a long time, who have a very hard time initially making the transition. Uh, and there were a number of very skeptical Republicans uh, who thought that Reagan uh, was a wild man, that he had, he had these crazy ideas like tax cuts. Uh, you know, Howard Baker, who was his majority leader in the Senate, said it was a riverboat gamble. Uh, his vice presidential nominee, George H.W. Bush, said, it was voodoo economics, which he retracted after he had to be the vice presidential nominee. <laughs> but you go, you, know, you go through these kind of changes, and Trump is redefining 
the core structure of American politics. And as he does that, you're going to see some people disappear. Uh, you know, I mean, my, my personal guess is that the, um, the noisiest of the anti of the never Trumpers, just, they'll just gradually disappear. They'll, they'll become, you know, college professors and, and uh, sit around with a, with, a, with a blog site. But they'll, they'll be irrelevant in American politics. Uh, and I think the other thing that will happen is you'll see more and more Democrats who are attracted to Trump and who begin leaving the Democratic Party. Newt Gingrich is on KNST AM 790. Uh, I want to get your expertise on this. All the Democrats are talking about his impeachment. Well, at least the, new, the networks are. Pelosi's trying to get him to be quiet. They literally have nothing to run on. I, I, maybe I'm in my own bubble. But I, again, I, was, I thought I was on it, and I was on it with Trump. I got lucky on that one. Um, with the economy going as well as it is, now it looks like we have a trade deal going on with Mexico. The market's going to go up even more. This is not Obama uh, printing money with QE 1, 2, and 3. This is real, tangible stuff. With the economy up so up, the growth over 4%. Atlanta Fed said, what, 4.6% they're predicting? Unemployment so low. Is the media completely wrong again like they were a couple of years ago by saying there's going to be a change in the House and the Democrats are going to pick that up and try to impeach Trump? Well, I think if the Democrats win the House, though, they will feel compelled by their activists to try to impeach Trump. Uh, they just won't have any choice. Because their activists would go crazy if they don't. But I think that that also is a big disadvantage to the Democrats. And, and it's, it's not that they don't have anything to run on. It's if they told you what they really wanted to do, it would be worse than impeachment. And if they honestly got up and said, uh, the Feinstein bill, for example, in the Senate, is an absolute open borders bill on every single Democratic senator corresponds to it. Well, I, I mean, anybody in this country who runs a in favor of open borders outside of the, of the deepest inner cities, they're just going to get killed statewide. Um, when you look at their, their policy on raising taxes, I mean, you know, you have the lowest black unemployment in history. You would think that liberals and the black caucus uh, would at least you know, send a birthday cake to Trump or something. I mean, <laughs> this should, this should, I mean, think about it. This should be a great positive national achievement. And instead, of course, they just, you know, you have, you have people who go crazy um, and talk about impeaching him, even though he is objectively doing more today for the black community than Barack Obama did. Yep. Um, and it's truly mind-numbing, um, the, the degree to which the left, uh, and I, I, I tell people, the, the way to understand what's happened is that at 8 o'clock on election night in 2016, Every liberal in America was about to pop the champagne. They were going to get the first woman president. They're going to break the glass ceiling, et cetera. And by 10 o'clock that night, they suddenly realized with horror that she was going to lose, which meant that Donald J. Trump was going to become president. And the psychic trauma of that two hours was so deep that they have the equivalent, the political equivalent of post-traumatic stress syndrome. And they've, they've been through a psychotic event. And every morning when they wake up and they start to get awake and be happy, they read five Trump tweets and they get they suddenly realize he really is president, and they just go nuts again. And so you have an entire wing of American politics, probably 20% of the system, which is currently just deranged. Well, do you think that they're actually going to somehow get in there and retake the House? I mean, it just defies. Looking at how, like you said, everything, the Democrats want to abolish ICE. They want open borders. They want to repeal the tax cut. They want to strengthen Obamacare. Everything that they want to do, it just drives us into the into the, the gutter. How can they win? Right. Look, if well, if well, if Republicans get their act together, 
they will have a shattering victory this fall. And election night of 18 will be as bad for liberals as election night of 16. But remember what the news media, the, the liberal media, and the Democrats want to do. They want to run on three-year-olds being separated from their parents at the border. Uh, they want to run on scandals. Uh, they want to run on, on, on uh, any kind of junk issue they can make up because they know if it gets to be a real choice of values and a real choice of policies, they're just going to be destroyed. So, and, and that's that's why you have this whole current position. Uh, so really quick, Newt Gingrich is on KNST AM 790. If you're a betting man, what do you think happens midterms in the uh, in the House and in the Senate? In the Senate, we pick up seats. The question is whether we pick up two or we pick up eight. You look at places like New Jersey, where Menendez has a huge corruption problem. You look at Florida, where, where Scott is beating Nelson decisively. Uh, I could see us be, uh, being as high as eight uh, additional Senate seats, which would put us very close to the top of the historic number for Republicans. In the House, I think it's wide open. I think if we do our job correctly, we're going to shock people and gain seats. If we do our job incorrectly, we're going to lose control of the House. And it's that big. And I think, wow. I think all of it's on the Republican side. And this you, is, this yeah. is a game where, where if we do our job right, the Democrats can't win. And really quick, I know I said one more. If the candidates jump on the Trump train. I mean, it seems like every time that he, he endorses someone, he pulls them over the finish line. Do you think it's a positive that the, 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 the people running for the House and the Senate seats jump on the Trump train and fully uh, get behind what he wants? That will help them win? Of course. Okay. Now, now, that doesn't mean they should blindly give him their vote. We don't elect the House and Senate to be puppets of the president. But it does mean that, on balance, they should try to work with him and see what they can get done. Okay. Uh, Newt, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, I love having you on, man. I would love to get you on in the future, yeah. especially as we get past this primary and go into the general against uh, well, Kirsten Cinema. We look forward to it. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's uh, Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House on KNST AM 790. All right, let's go live to President Trump on the new deal with Mexico, the yeah, trade deal. Hook him up. You tell me what. How are you? It's a big thing. A lot of people waiting. Introducing President Pena. Hello. Oh, this is working out well. Trying to get President Pena on the phone. From uh, Mexico. You want to uh, put that on this phone, please? Hello. We'll get your reaction to Newt Gingrich coming up. Be helpful. Oh, the haters are going to rip Trump for this stuff. They'll ignore the fact that an echo trade deal happened. Thank you know you. what? <laughs> I love it. How are you? Good morning. Thank you, oh, Eric, and congratulations. That's really a fantastic thing. We've all worked very hard. Well, your brilliant representatives are sitting right in front of me, and uh, I thought we would congratulate each other before it got out. Uh, and uh, I know we'll have a formal news conference in the not-too-distant future. Thank you very much, President Trump. I think this is something very positive for the United States of Mexico. 
el entendimiento que ha habido entre los dos equipos negociadores. And the first reason uh, for this call, Mr. President, is first of all to celebrate the understanding we have had between both negotiating teams. Sobre el acuerdo de NAFTA. A NAFTA. En este eh, interés que ha habido desde hace ya varios meses de, de renovarlo, de modernizarlo, de actualizarlo to renew it, to modernize it, to update it. y generar un marco que eh, potencie la competitividad de Norteamérica. And to generate a framework that will boost and potentiate uh, All right, I'm over this. got be honest with you. I'm over it. It's, it's a little rough. So, uh, really quick, and uh, by the way, thanks for hanging out. Uh, 8.42 now on KNST AM790. The big news this morning, uh, we and Mexico have reached a deal on a bilateral trade agreement. I don't know why they keep calling it NAFTA. It's America and Mexico. Canada's been left behind because they've been jerks. You know, enough is enough. Um, here's something that's been reported about this deal. Um, this revised, under the revised terms of the agreement, this is from Breitbart, 75% of a car would have to be manufactured in North America, up from 62.5% under current rules. That's from someone familiar with the talks. The new rules would also import, impose a sort of minimum wage for car makers, requiring that workers earn a, a minimum of 16 bucks an hour to qualify for zero tariffs. Uh, new rules on the portion of cars that would uh, have to be made in North America. You had to qualify for the duty-free treatment under NAFTA. So uh, that's just part of it. More is going to come out about it, uh, about this, uh, about the situation. Uh, but it looks like we have reached uh, this agreement. And um, there you have it. What more would you like? By the way, 880-KNST, 880-5678. What did you think about my interview with Newt Gingrich? Did you, uh, did you hear it? If you missed it, I'll give you one part. Um, I'll, I'll revise. We'll play it again, just this clip in the next hour. But Newt um, came out July 30th for Martha McSally. Came out for Martha McSally. And it didn't really say why. And it was everything that I've been talking about. How people that don't live in Arizona comment on national television about what's happening in Arizona and have no idea what it's really like, right? No clue. And it's nothing against Newt. He endorsed her. And he said right away in that interview, right off the bat, you know what, uh, McSally, the fighter pilot, that's all he knows. That's all people know her about. And that, you want, great, you're a fighter pilot. How is that going to make you a good congressperson or senator? So when I pressed Newt and said, all the things that McSally's flip-flopped on. And his response was, I'm just telling you what people have told me. And that's, that's the whole problem with this entire situation. People that have no clue are trying to sway minds and brainwash people. They have no idea what is really going on here, but Martha's got money behind her, the establishment behind her, and, and again, this is not a knock against Newt. I'm glad he came on the show. But this is what's dangerous, is that uh, she, you know, she has friends. She has McCain's PR people working for her. And they're out telling everybody else, she's the only one that could win. You know, she's the only one that could win. She's the only one. And then they get guys like Newt. Newt's like, well, that's what you say. I've known you for a while, whoever you are. And 
if it takes me to help get her over the finish line, oh, sure, I'll, 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 I'll say she's the one that you need to back. And then people that actually like Newton think he's smart and he's an extremely smart man will say, well, if Newt backed McSally, then maybe I should rethink this and maybe I should back, I should back it. I mean, maybe his, uh, his endorsement carries some weight here. And, I mean, at least he was honest. When, when I literally brought up the fact that she has flip-flopped on so many things, he said, I, I'm not there. I'm not there. And that's why, you know, it's messed up. That's why I was glad I was on Fox News. You know what? Can you play one more time? One more time. Uh, number 144, when I was on Fox News. We'll get your calls in just one second. This is what I brought up. Uh, David Cantonese is a writer for U.S. News and World Report. He's, he's actually taken some sound bites from this show, from my show, and put it in his articles. 144, yep. Um, he's done that. And he writes about Arizona politics. I don't believe he lives here. I've seen him on Fox News Channel a lot, sitting at the table with Brett Baer and stuff like that. And uh, he wrote this about the Arizona Senate primary. Here we go. This is this from U.S. News and World Report about the race uh, for Senate in Arizona. Arizona hasn't elected a Democrat to the U.S. Senate in 30 years. It has never sent a woman. Kristen Cinema, the 42-year-old third-term bisexual, bespeckled Congresswoman, has positioned herself to defy both of these historical trends this year in a state that's been reliably Republican for decades. That's David Cantonese. Uh, Certainly a respected reporter, but I'm guessing you disagree with him. No, she's trying. Look, uh, it's funny watching all the national reporters report on places where they don't live, and I see it. And Kirsten Cinema has not had anybody attack her or go after her. She's had the freedom to paint whatever image that she wants for people to see. Uh, now, after Tuesday, whether it's Martha, whether it's Kelly, you're going to see a whole bunch of people with ads out exposing her. And Martha released one recently of, of Kirsten Cinema protesting the troops in a pink tutu. Uh, back in, I think, hmm. 2003. The whole past is going to start coming out. And, and uh, cinema so, 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 so what you're saying so is even though, even though she leads and had one-on-one -on -one polls against each one of the three possible Republicans, it's because nobody's laid a glove on her. Exactly. Okay. And again, it's written, out, it's written by people that literally don't live here. And they don't know. And again, I could be wrong. McSally might all of a sudden win by 20 points. Who knows? But it's not, as you know, living here, it's not anything close to what the national media thinks is what's really going on here. I mean, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, you know what's funny is that what exactly has McSally done in Congress? She brags, okay, I got stuff for Davis Monthan and the A-10. What exactly have you done that makes you qualify to be a senator? And granted, listen, what exactly have a lot of these senators done that qualifies them to be a senator? I get that. But I mean, what have you accomplished? What's your great thing? Merrill, welcome to KNST. What's happening, Merrill? Hey, Garrett. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Newt, or was. I'm looking here in my office. I have a picture of me shaking his hand from years ago. But listening to him, he thinks Martha McSally may be another Susan Collins. I'd rather, you know, I vote straight mm -hmm. Republican half for decades. But if it's Martha McSally for 30 years as a slimy rhino republican versus cinema for six years i may vote for cinema because she won't be there long so. you know I, I i i get it and i always say again the three pounds of poop versus the 10 pounds of poop uh i'd still vote for mcsally if she somehow beat ward tomorrow uh because cinema is that bad but i i know exactly and that's that's the danger here and that's why i i hope and i know you picked up on it newt literally and he's an extremely smart man but this is the danger. And you sit back and say, 
How many of these other people that are national figures that throw endorsements behind people have no idea what's really going on with those people in that area? He's not really, obviously he's not really looked into this campaign and not looked into Kelly Ward, and he's just relying on what the the talking heads or the pundits or whatever you want to call them in D.C. are saying. Well, and you know what? And he, he actually, should have just stayed he, out of it, frankly. I, I, and that's <laughs> like, he actually put in, listen, listen to this, his quotes in the press release from July 30th, this is on Martha McSally's website. It says, uh, from Newt, Martha McSally is a committed conservative and someone who cares about our country. She's a fighter, which is exactly why we need her real conservative leadership in Washington. And I'm like, and he goes, Martha has been a relentless advocate to secure our border, and she's fought tirelessly to dig us out of the national security and military readiness mess passed down from Obama. So, and I'm like, but she, but she hasn't. As when I pointed out, at least he was honest. He said, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's all spin, and he's, yep. you know, mimicking it. So. That's all it is. Oh, Anyhow, uh, you know, Steve Smith and Kelly Ward, there's my people. So right. I, hope the, I hope they both win. Well, thank you for sharing, Merrill. I appreciate it, buddy. Take sure, care, man. Sure, sure, you got it. Take care. Hope to see you again. Remember, tomorrow night we'll be at Mr. On's from 6 to 8 for our pri- Beer Club for Men primary watching night. 6 to 8 tomorrow night, Mr. On's, Oracle and Rudisil. See you there. More calls coming up. Oh, yeah. 908, what are you doing? Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. What a flippin' Monday, huh? What a Monday! No louder, no louder. I'm not quite ready. Okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm good. It is your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, we have reached a new trade agreement... With Mexico. Yeah, baby. Another win for Trump. Stocks. New record. We're over 26,000 again for the Dow. The, uh, the Dow is it's oh, up over 250 points. NASDAQ hit 8,000. First time ever. More records. More winning. We're going to win so much. You're going to say no. I can't take it, Mr. President. I'm going to say no, no. We have to keep going. We have to win more. Second thing that I think you need to know, John McCain passed away Saturday. Um, the media is ripping Trump for not putting out a more glorious statement and congratulating him, even though John McCain's the guy that said, I don't want Trump at my funeral. I want Obama there. Okay. Uh, no matter what Trump, he wouldn't have done anything that would have, uh, he, he couldn't satisfy anybody. Again, why? you know, it's okay for people not like each other. Just the way it, and all these other guys and all the examples for you are so full of crap. I can't take it that they criticize Trump, who is the only honest guy in this whole situation. The only honest guy. He's consistent with his opinion of, of McCain. These other people in the media and in the Democrats, they are just, oh, they are just awful. We'll get to that in a second. Because they, they said horrible things about McCain years ago. I have one lined up right here. I'll get it to you. Third thing I think you need to know, Wall Street Journal NBC poll. Shows 90% of Republicans still support Trump. It's going up. Despite the Cohen-Manafort crap that nobody but the media cares about, it's going up. They try to inundate you with this Manafort-Cohen crap. You're like, I don't care. I'm getting rich, baby. I'm making money. I got a job. My kid has a job. I can leave my current boss who's a jerk. Go get a job. So NBC Wall Street Journal, it showed Trump's overall approval is at 46%, which was higher than Obama's at the same time. And then the Cohen-Manafort stuff came out like, ooh, ooh, people are going to hate him. People are going to hate him. So they went back and did it again, and it showed basically no change. Statistical error, 44% approved Trump. 
they were wanting it to be so bad they went back and redid it. I love it. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, the Trumpster did say he is terminating NAFTA. Man, Arnold must be pissed because he hates Trump too. I'm going to terminate NAFTA. Hasta la vista, baby. Maybe, who knows? Who Who knows? Right? Yeah. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You know, we we forgot to get the soundbite from uh, from Newt during the break. The one for... You weren't around. You left You weren't around. At some point, I have to use the restroom. Wash my hands like the heathens in this place. They don't wash their... Anyway. Oh, yeah. I saw one guy at this work. Side note. I'm not going to say who he is or what department he's in, but he had a lollipop in his mouth and went into the bathroom. And I'm like, that's just disgusting. Oh, yeah. Like that urine-flavored lollipop there? I just... Yeah. You want to know who it was? I'll tell you during the break. (laughs) Gross. Absolutely gross. So we had Newt Gingrich on the show, and uh, and, and Newt came out with a press release on Martha McSally's website July 30th, backing Martha. And I pressed him on... We'll get the soundbite coming up in a little bit. Um, I pressed him and said, basically, why are you backing Martha? She did this, 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 this. And he's like, listen, I'm just, I've, I've been told she has the best chance to win. Holy crap. And now he has Newt's a smart guy. He gave his analysis of everything, the midterms overall, you name it. Um, but that's why all politics are local. James, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hey. Morning, Garrett. Hey. I totally disagree with Mr. Gingrich. I know his record from 1996 and when he was Speaker of the House. He pushed through NAFTA, the No America for the American Treaty. He pushed through the propaganda that's going on in the media. And after the end of World War II, Truman got together with the Congress and the Senate, and they pushed a bill that stated the U.S. government could no longer use propaganda against its people. Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton signed the law stating that they could. That's the invasion into the media by the Democrats because they were smart about it, and that's why you hear all the propaganda today. That man put those laws in place and had that treaty pushed through. Now, they all sit there and say that uh, they have a whole lot of leftovers from Obama. Well, their strategy is to wait Trump out. That's six more years. You elect Martha McCainite, you will have fulfilled their goal. Mm-hmm. All she has to do is wait Trump out to go back to who she was. When you hear others sit there and tell you about how they're getting all this and that from Martha McSally, they have no negotiation skills, and that's horse swapping. They're feeding from the trough. That's why they're led around by the news. When Martha McSally had to give pressure votes, she showed her ways. Any gains you make underneath her can be wiped out by one vote for the globalist order. I got you. Except, hang on, hang on. Except for the wall. If, and I, I think that she would, if she stays on it, that's the one thing. If they can get the wall, and thank you for, for the call, and I, I know exactly what you're saying, James. If she can, uh, she be a vote, because Kirsten Sinema would not vote for it. But if she will be a vote, and how can, you know, Garrett, I don't believe her, I don't trust her, I got you. But if I had to make a bet, and all I had was those two to choose, that's why I'm, I, I, th- I hope Ward wins. But if I had to choose between those two, I would bet more. Did you have to bet ten bucks? I would put my ten bucks on McSally over Cinema voting for the wall, and they're not going to—they're not going to take down the wall. It's not going to happen. That's the one thing that is done that will not be replaced. Now they might go eventually, years from now, 
and read if Trump gets his way about chain migration and the visa diversity lottery, they might be able to change that in 10 years. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I'm just saying, but you're not going to take down that damn wall. It's not going to happen. They're not going to have a thing where we're going to break. Can you imagine? I mean, think about it. People ran on getting closing down Guantanamo Bay. Obama never closed down Guantanamo Bay. It's not going to happen. Nobody, even if they run, I'm going to take down the wall. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. I know you can never say never, but it's never going to happen. Thank you very much, uh, James. I appreciate it. Hang on, let's go to Ted. Ted, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, good morning, Garrett. What's up, Ted? Well, well one thing Martha has is uh, name recognition. She definitely has that. Where, but, though? Uh, Where? With who? In D.C. Yeah. or with the, here in Arizona? <laughs> her name, everywhere. Her name's out there. You hear Martha McSally everywhere. But uh, mm. there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people scared. They're, I got against. You know, they're they're uh, afraid for Kelly Ward. I got three pieces of mail the other day. The only three pieces I got, and they were all ads against Kelly Kelly Ward. Yeah. And uh, first thing I did, I tossed them in my dumpster outside, and I started thinking, you know, Garrett Lewis might want to see these, so I pulled them out, and I'm on my way down there right now, so you can check them out. I can't touch to anything that was in your garbage. Yeah, I was in my big dumpster outside, and when it's all smelly. Yeah, exactly. I, got them out, I wiped them off on my pants, and I'm bringing them down right now, so you can look at them. I'm good. Thank you, Ted. Bye bye. Now, here's the way to look at that. Here's the way to look at that. Besides, that's gross. Don't let him in the building. Um, if Kelly had this, I'm sorry, if, if Martha had this whole thing wrapped up, why would these people, and these are these are either her campaign doing it or those, those PACs, those political action committees that are doing these crazy ads, trashing Kelly Ward. If Martha had this wrapped up, why would they feel the need to spend all this money to keep doing this. I mean, that's a, that's just your spidey sense has to come up at some point, right? Your BS meter, your spidey sense. Every, you know, why are they sending this? If Martha had this wrapped up with that 27 point lead or whatever, 26 point lead, why would they want Newt Gingrich to talk? Why would they want the endorsement? Why would they keep sending out these, these mailers? Why would they continue to spend money on my radio station telling uh, lies about Kelly Ward? Now, again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, and all of a sudden, you have, uh, you, have uh, you know, Martha win by 20 points. Who, who knows? We'll be at Mr. Ron's tomorrow night for primary night from 6 to 8. I hope you can join us after you vote or if you already have voted, you early voted. We'll be there for a special beer club for men. We haven't had one this month. We held it off until primary day because I thought it'd be cool. And it is because we're like the Fonz. Um, hang on. I want you to hear, if you missed it, Newt Gingrich. This was the question, because he talked about McCain and stuff like that. This was the question I asked him, and they'll get the Newt's answer, about uh, why he's backing McSally. Here we go. You know, it's interesting. I mean, before we talk about McSally and oh, Ward, wait, wait, one, wait, one wait, 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 wait. You know what? We're late. Let's save it before we get back. I just noticed the time. I apologize for nothing. You're a tease. You'll get it. That You know what? It's a revenge for what all the girls <laughs> did for me for all those years. Not talk to you? Not that. They, yes, that too. Because I won't talk to you for a few minutes because you hear commercials, but I hope you you know you stick with me because you're going to love to hear what I asked Newt. If you missed it, and even if you heard it, you want to hear it again. Uh, Nine eighteen. We'll continue. Why Newt is backing McSally? You will be shocked by this, and I think it uncovers an entire. I think this basically unmasks the entire uh, national news. It, it, it unmasks the entire machine that you have to sit back and say, should I believe anything that is said on any of these cable news shows? Unless Garrett Lewis is the one saying it, so that, that's coming up on KNST. Uh, my view is uh, my again. I'm an outsider. I'm not in Arizona. Here we go. But my analytical view would be 
she clearly has the best chance to win the general election. Uh, and that's a, that's a very big part of what we're trying to do. And I watched a number of people, some of them friends of mine, some of them I campaigned for, uh, who won various Senate primaries over the last six or eight years, who had no hope in the general election. The general election. Uh, in, in Delaware, in uh, Missouri, um, in Nevada. And two of those three cases, I actually campaigned for the person because uh, I wrote him a team player and you were the nomination, I want to help you. But when I, look at, I looked at it and I thought, given where we are today, my guess is, as an analyst, um, that McSally yes. has the best chance to win the general election. And if that's got to be a big part of our calculus. I'd, I'd rather have a Republican, uh, and, I, and I'd say this, for example, with Susan Collins, so I'm sure your, your audience mm. think is way too mm-hmm. I'd rather have Susan Collins than a liberal Democrat from Maine. Because Susan Collins walks in, and she gives Mitch McConnell and the Republicans the majority, and you look at the number of judges we've gotten through, you look at the number of conservative judges we've gotten through, uh, and Susan Collins is a part of that majority. So in the years when I was speaker, when we built the first Republican majority in 40 years, we reached out to a lot of people and we tried to understand, you know, what does it take to win in Buffalo, New York? What does it take to win in Tucson? What does it take to win in uh, downtown Los Angeles? Let me tell you, those are three different candidates. Yeah. Uh, and, and my view was, if they'll help us be a majority, and they'll help us govern, and they'll help us set the agenda, uh, they're a big step in the right direction. So why do you think Kelly Ward won't be able to win in the in the general? Well, look, I'm not going to say anything negative about her. Mm. I, I, first curious. of all, I don't know her that well. And, uh, I don't know her that well. Uh, she, everything I've heard, she's a good, solid conservative. Uh, but all I can tell you is, the people I talk to and the analysts I talk to, uh, have, I feel pretty confident that uh, we are, that McSally have, would, would be a stronger candidate in the general election. But I'm, I'm in no way going to you know, go out here and say anything negative about about Kelly. And I think again, you know, it's a free country. Did you hear that? Go ahead, hang on. Run, and I, I never... you, can, you can get the other soundbite. I mean, he said, "I'm going on what analysts tell me." Basically, right? Try to go for it. That uh, we are, that McSally have, would, would be a stronger candidate in the general election. But I'm, I'm in go, no way go back I, a little bit more. Yeah, here we go. Uh, but all I can tell you is the people I talk to and the analysts I talk to and the analysts uh, have, uh, feel pretty confident that uh, we are, that McSally have, would, would be a stronger candidate in the there general election. But so I, there you go. And, and that, like, takes – I mean, that's like unmasking everything, isn't it? So Newt comes out and backs Martha. It doesn't exactly say why. It said she's tough and a fighter pilot. Nothing that she's done, nothing about her past in that aspect, except that, that she's tough-nosed and a fighter pilot. I don't know much about Kelly. I heard she's a good conservative. And I'm going by what uh, people are telling me. And it, maybe they're right. Maybe maybe Martha does have a better chance in the general. I We can agree to disagree. Maybe they're right. Are these the same people that thought Trump had no chance? So anyway, you, you hear this, right? It doesn't this make you think, hmm, what have I been listening to for all these years? When I put on Fox News, or if you watch CNN or MSNBC, and you hear these people talk, what I've been—I don't what I've been telling you—it just because they're in a box doesn't mean they actually know what they're talking about. And it's not a knock against Newt; he's not here. But it's crazy that he would, uh, you know, all of a sudden put his name behind Martha McSally without really knowing much about her, or about Kelly, or about what's really going on in Arizona. 
right? So you sit back and say, what is going on here? So does it really make that much of a difference? Are people really influenced? Is it dangerous? Is it dangerous that people are going to sit back and listen to Newt when he obviously isn't as glued in, tapped in, whatever it might be, compared to you and me? And again, Newt's a very smart guy. He can't know everything about every race. It's not going to happen. That's why you get that dork Carl Rove. Well, you know, Mississippi uh, second district, uh, the Nevada third, the blah, blah, blah. Shut up, Carl. You act like you know by putting that stuff out. That guy's been wrong uh, for uh, 14 straight years. So take it all with a grain of salt. And we don't know what the hell's going to happen. All we know is um, these guys uh, and girls, men and women that make these comments, Let's just face it. A lot of time they just don't know. Right? Just don't know. We talked about Susan Collins. Susan Collins is the, she, she actually came out and said she would only campaign in Arizona if Martha McSally is the candidate. I mean, that says a lot, doesn't it? So there's that. Uh, and look, Newt doesn't want to say anything about any Republican because he wants a Republican to win. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Get your comments on this uh, about McCain as well. By the way, John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, civil rights icon is how he's referred to by the media. Um, tweeted out, Senator John McCain was a warrior for peace. He will be deeply missed by people all around the world. This is why I say this is all BS. They're getting on Trump. Do you know what John John Lewis said? October, this is a story, October 11th, 2008. I believe this is Politico. Is either Politico or Washington Post? Civil rights icon says McCain stirs hate. Civil rights icon John Lewis compared John McCain to George Wallace in a posting to Politico's forum, The Arena, accusing McCain of fostering an atmosphere of hate and hostility like the one that led to white supremacist 1963 bombing of a church in Birmingham, Alabama. He's endorsed Obama, pointed to the negative tone of the McCain-Palin campaign, said the senator and his running mate, Governor Palin, are sowing the seeds of hatred and division. And now today and all weekend, they're praising John McCain. Oh, yeah, that's why they're all full of crap. The only one that's been honest the entire time in politics has been Donald Trump because he didn't put out some BS garbage statement about John McCain because he doesn't believe it. Should he have lied like the rest of these slugs in Congress? Hell no. We'll have more of this coming up. Don't go anywhere. Here's Fox. Nation. Mm-hmm. 941. Three things I think you need to know. Another big win for the Trumpster. We have reached an agreement, a trade agreement with Mexico. And Canada is going to come crawling back and say, don't forget about us. Don't forget about us. People didn't think it could happen. Trump, listen. Unlike McCain, who said, I'll build the dang fence and I'll get rid of Obamacare. He voted against both those things. He never tried. He, uh, Trump said, I'm going to redo NAFTA. And he did it. He said he is now going to uh, terminate NAFTA because we got this new deal. Fantastic. Second thing, <clears throat> excuse me, I think you need to know uh, that tr- uh, McCain passed away on Saturday. Uh, it's no secret the Trumpster and he don't like each other. McCain doesn't want him even to go to his funeral. Wants Obama to talk at his funeral, but the media still didn't want to even give him any, didn't want to criticize him. And, the, yep, the media said uh, Trump's only put out a tweet about McCain. It's terrible. It's awful. Uh, he lowered the uh, flags of the White House to half staff over the weekend, already raised them back this morning. What do they expect? It's okay to not like each other. 
you know, break. Ducey will uh, pick someone who will uh, take that seat through 2020 at some point, he said, after the funeral. Third thing I think you need to know, the numbers, baby. NBC Wall Street Journal, uh, Republicans, 90% approval rate of the Trumpster. Uh, 46% overall approval rate. They're shocked by that. Then all of a sudden, the Manafort and Cohen News came out, and NBC and Wall Street Journal said, oh, let, let's just try to get him. Let's just try to get him. And they repolled people, and only it was a negligible statistical error. 44% still approved Trump. Oh, they're trying so hard, aren't they? Three things I think you need to know. Um, let's go to uh, David real quick. David, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Garrett, I want to say welcome to you. Is that I, My day is not right until I listen to you every single day while I'm walking my dog. Well, good. Thank you so much. Listen on the iHeartRadio app when you walk the dog. Fantastic. Okay, listen. Uh, I was the team leader for uh, Goldwater uh, when he ran against Napolitano. Uh, the, uh, the rhinos were voting for, for Napolitano, and, um, I think the reality that Newt Gingrich is speaking of is that they're betting that Sally, McSally, can, you know, win the election, not because she's, um, uh, you know, any great shakes, it's like what we had to do with McCain. I'm sorry, Senator McCain. I know that everybody is, uh, you know, thinking about you today. But when we voted for McCain, we held our noses as conservatives because we yes. knew him as a rhino. Yes. But we wanted to keep the Senate in a certain proportion. And that's why we're voting for McSally, because we want to protect the president and his agenda. And that's the reality of the day. Well, are you talking about you're voting for her in the primary or if she wins I'm in the general? I'm voting for her in the primary, and I intend to vote for her uh, when she wins wow. the primary. So even though you know that she, you know, you don't know where she comes from, where she stands, blah, blah, blah. I, I do, I do. Why wouldn't I, you just I, vote I, for her in the primary? So here's the thing. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Do you think that Kelly Ward has no chance against Kirsten Sinema? Uh, basically, no. Why? Um, well, you know, um, there's a brand, you know, uh, that McSally, you see, and everybody says, you know, that she doesn't have uh, the proper interests that we have for Arizona, but if you look at her Air Force record... Who's everybody? She became a congresswoman, or she will become a senator. She is the right stuff. She already... Put 20 years of a life. Okay, that's nice. Hang on a second. What? I'm not. I just running shorter on time here because I want to play some sound bites. But what has she done in her congressional career that makes her qualified to be a senator? That's a very good question. Yeah. Okay. That is a very good question, but I, I still say it is the hold your nose uh, syndrome with. Well, it didn't sound like you held your nose. It sounded like it sounded like you really wanted her to do it. You really it, it doesn't sound like you held her nose. It sounds like you like really wanted her to win anyway. No, I, I wanted her to win because I I want the configuration of the Senate to have the majority so that the overall agenda is not jeopardized. That's it. But what what, it's what strategic? So again, so so you think so you think, you think that she has no chance of beating Kirsten Cinema, who's a complete wackadoo. You think somehow she would win, and Kelly and people in the Republicans were still a, a red state. They just wouldn't show up, or they wouldn't want to vote for Kelly Ward. That's okay. I'm just curious. I I well, 
I know you tried very hard, um, Garrett. You have had Kelly on numerous times on, on your radio station, and I've listened to all yeah. the arguments. But, you know, uh, I, I also, if I'm going to be critical, I'm, I'm going to mm. point out Kelly Ward's uh, response to um, uh, terrorism, which is what we really have to That's not. (laughs) So here's the thing about those ads. She actually was talking about she was quoted. She was asked a question about going into countries in the Middle East and building nations. Like, what would you do if you had to go in? And it had nothing to do with ISIS. She said we need to show restraint when it comes to build, you know, nation building, which is what people are over. It had nothing. Those ads are lies. It's sad, but it's true. And I guess they have an influence. May I ask you a question? Please. What what will you do when you learn that that, uh, uh, you know, that Sally... uh, uh, Mick Sally, Sally, yes. Will you vote for her against Oh, I, I said, again, if you listen to the show, I've said that it's three pounds of poop versus ten pounds of poop, and you got to hold your nose and do it. That that's what, I know a lot of people will not, but that's what I said I would do because Kirsten Cinema scares me too much. But listen, you said that I've tried really hard for Kelly. I'm not a mouthpiece. When I ask her to come on the show to answer questions, she does. Martha McSally refuses to actually talk. What does so that she's say? she's never been on your show, period. The last time was three years ago. Two and a uh-huh. half years ago. And we've invited her. She actually, when she ran for Senate, when she said, now she's running, maybe you missed this, um, Ryan reached out to her PR team that was running her Senate campaign, and they agreed on a Friday for her to come on Monday morning, and then they sent an email Saturday night to Ryan saying, sorry, we didn't realize she has a breakfast, uh, so uh, we'll be in touch. And they never answer our well, emails or phone calls. You're a formidable little type. I have to tell you, I'm telling you that as an old, older brother. A formidable little what? A tough guy. Yeah. And that she would find it hard to talk to you, frankly. Well, then, but but she puts out ads that she has a set of ovaries, and she's not a, you know, she took on terrorists. She's not afraid of liberals. Throw a pair of ovaries and get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, right? but, she, but you're a sidewinder, let's face it, you know. Those are hard to dodge. Wait, I would ask questions. Why you, did you actually vote for Trump? Why should we? You know, here's the thing. I agree. I think that people can evolve. I think people can realize they've made poor choices. So if I said to her, if she said to me, listen, Garrett, I know you give me a hard time. I was not on the Trump train. That that all access tape, you know, the access Hollywood tape, you know, it, it messed me up. I, I thought he would be a train wreck. He has proven me wrong. I realized what the right thing to do is. I would respect that and go, okay. You know what? I'd love to have you in my corner. One day we're going to hear about Garrett Lewis on national TV. You're going to be an anchor on, on one of the big uh, cable news shows. That's boring. Yeah. That's boring and, to me. And that's it. Well, can I tell you, I'm for you, but I just wanted to impart some of, a little bit of reality, you know, and a little bit of uh, yeah, It's questionable if it's reality. Listen, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, David. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. For, you too. And thank you for listening when you walk your dog. Have a great day, I man. love you. I love you, too. Thank you in a very friendly uh, way. You are fake news. Oh, stop it. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, now, really quick, you know, do we have, I think we have time. We have time. We have time. Before, okay, forget all the uh, McCain stuff for now real quick. I thought this was interesting. Kevin McCarthy, number five. Kevin McCarthy on, um, on, on he was on Maria Bartiromo's show yesterday on uh, how, uh, basically, it's fake news, the media acting as if there's going to be a blue wave. Listen to what he said. Here we go. Two weeks ago, the generic ballot was at the exact same place it was the day before the election in 2016. Wow, so it's changing that quickly. Yeah, remember what happened in 2016. We kept the majority, and President Trump won. So the battle is going to go forward, but the intensity level is on our side. If Republicans get out and vote, we will keep the majority. Interesting stuff there, isn't it? 950, we'll get more of your reaction coming up. Do not go anywhere. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790. Tucson's most stimulating.